Why don't you put me on the phone with him? I hate just being handed a phone. Well, it's your phone. He, he wanted to talk to you. Maybe I didn't want to talk to him. Well, why not? It bothers me. I don't even answer the phone anymore because of him. He's turned me into a screener. <laughs> now I gotta see him on Wednesday. What do you mean, Wednesday? I thought we had tickets to the Nick game Wednesday. We got seats behind a bench. What happened? We're not going? We're going. That's next Wednesday. Well, I don't want to be a secondary character. Ivan, I think we should break up. Why? It's just not working out. I mean, we're like 47 episodes into Bidwabask and now you want to break up? Yeah, this is something that's been on my mind for a while. And, you know, I, uh, I've left it a bit too long, but, you know, you get comfortable and sometimes you just don't know. You've got to have a bit of perspective and I think it's time. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. You didn't? We'll continue with the podcast. Oh, man. Yeah. I got so worried. Yeah. Hey, waitress, come back here. Just like that turkey in the back. <laughs> Is it processed turkey or have you got a real bird? I got a real bird out the back. A real bird. <laughs> yes, that wasn't a real breakup, folks. Don't worry, we're still here at Bidwabask. But I don't want to be a secondary character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stephen's like, that was your cue, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, normally a lead in is longer than that. Yeah, I know you it is. Say the name of the podcast and then. Yeah. <laughs> and, and. Yes. We are a weekly podcast where we talk about the secondary characters of Seinfeld, the greatest sitcom of all time. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it is. Every week I change. When I'm watching a good Seinfeld episode, I think nothing can beat this. But when I watch Frasier or something, I go, no, this is better. It, you know, <laughs> my mood changes. It does. I'm a flexible, you know. It's like when you listen to a band and you go, oh, this is just the best band. <laughs> yeah. And then you forget about them and you listen to another band and you go, no, no, this is the best band. You know, you're sitcom fluid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, flexible. Whatever you feel. It's always in my top three at least. Are you assuming my sitcom? <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. Yeah. You can find us on social media at Bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We have a website, Bidwabask.com. And Steve, our email is? Uh, Bidwabaskpodcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Listen to us, subscribe to us, leave us a review. That would be awesome. Yes. And we have revamped our YouTube channel. So you go on YouTube, search for Bidwabask, and we'll be there. So uh, we only have one video at the moment, but uh, we're hoping to do some more in the future, Some maybe some bonus content. Yeah. I mean, we do a bit of bonus content at the moment. Every maybe couple of months on average, we yeah. review a movie or something to do with Seinfeld. We've also done an interview with Matt McCoy. We're back in season one, yeah. but we want to do uh, extra stuff on video. So, yeah, we look forward to that. Yeah, it should be really good. So yeah. uh, hit us up on YouTube. We're going to be there as well. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be some excellent visual goodness yes. for you in the future. Yes. You can see our ugly mugs. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm uglier, so... <laughs> no, we're both ugly. Yeah, but you've got the better voice. Oh, yeah. So well. it balances out. I have a voice, face for radio, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> This week, we're going back... <laughs> Stop it. This week, we're going back to season one because uh, we did the pilot episode, Good News, Bad News, about two or three weeks ago. Yeah, I think three weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks ago, and we're coming back to season one, this time episode four, which I think, Stephen, is probably the best season one episode out of them all, in my opinion. Okay. Male Unbonding. Yes. yes. Uh, the second episode ever produced after yeah. Good News, Bad News. Yeah, and the fourth to air. Yeah, that's right. That's right, yes. Yep. So we're going to talk about uh, Joel Hornick, who's uh, Jerry's childhood friend. He's a bit of a needy kind of guy. So he is. Uh, we'll have a chat with him, uh, chat about him rather, and uh, we'll talk a bit about Kevin Dunn, who portrayed him as well. Not many other secondary characters in this episode. No, there was a waitress and a bank teller, but there's so little mm. airtime that yeah. there's nothing worth talking about. So we'll talk a little bit. There's a lot to do with Joel. I yeah. Mean, he's he's you know probably the main cast member other than jerry so yeah. he gets a lot of screen time and there's a lot to work with so a lot to to dissect and unpack yeah i think it's going to be a short episode today actually definitely yeah so uh yeah then we got seinfeldisms later on i've actually got a good seinfeldism for you steve yeah you mentioned that yeah, the other day yeah. I, i'm looking forward to hearing it yes and our seinfeldia so our seinfeld trivia fact for the day 
and a bit of information about our live show, which is coming up in a couple of weeks' time. That's right. Now, normal top 10 lists as well, our top 10 episodes we've done so far. Yep. And uh, our top 10 secondary characters. Yeah. Well, maybe, Joel. Joel, maybe Joel will jump in. Oh, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, he, well, he's quite needy, so uh, <laughs> we need him around, I guess. <laughs> but before we do, Seinfeld News. Like last week, a bit of a light one. Uh, only two articles uh, this week. So last week, the two articles were Gossip Raggy. I think both <laughs> were, both both sourced from TMZ. Yeah, we changed our name to BMZ. That's right. Basque MZ. <laughs> Did we? Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. Kim Kardashian wore a black dress. Well, one of the one of the articles uh, actually was Jerry talking to Jerry uh, Justin Bieber. So that's right. That's how trashy we are now. Mm-hmm. Any more? So no more trash today, huh? No, we're stepping it up a bit in the class. In the <laughs> class so so we're like the uh wall street journal we're like the new yorker oh yeah okay yeah, the, bid, the, the new basker bidwell basker <laughs> i don't know <laughs> the new bidwell basker <laughs> the new characters <laughs> i'm not sure who knows so to start off entertainment weekly through the week had an interview with an actress named constance zimmer mm. so she played a waitress in the episode the wizard which ah, is from yes. about halfway through season nine yeah, yeah 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 it's the episode where jerry gets um his father a personal organizer and it's got all these functions and he's trying to like sell it to him but that's right it's just a tip calculator to him yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good it's called a wizard of course yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah when i first read that title i'm like there's no episode with a wizard no like, i thought does kramer be Friend a wizard, and no, then it, then that, it occurred that the to me. The whiz, the whiz. Maybe, maybe? I, I thought the whiz was the dude, like the guy. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. Okay. No, just because I didn't think of it as like an organizing wizard, I thought of it ah, as a literal wizard. Gotcha. Like, this gotcha. No, is this an episode I've never seen before? <laughs> yeah. What? And then then it then it clicks. It clicks. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So she was being interviewed by Entertainment Weekly um, about a whole bunch of things. I think she's in a new show or something. Not entirely sure. Yeah. But uh, she was actually asked about her time on set. Uh, in that episode on Seinfeld so she's not even credited with a character name she just played a waitress in that episode and I think she may be in one scene yeah so highly notable yeah Um, but given that Seinfeld is so topical I can understand why they would bring it up Uh, and she was actually asked about her time on set and sort of you know how it came about and how she felt about it um, and interestingly, she, she said that she, the whole time she was on set, even though she was cast and she was on there filming, yeah. the whole time she was worried that she would be fired. Oh, no. Because she was a massive Seinfeld fan and she was surrounded by people who, you know, she respected. Seinfeld, uh, Larry David, you know, of from course. the JLD, the whole cast. Yeah, the works, yeah. You know, and she she's, you know, nowhere near as high profile and she probably looks up to these people. She was basically shitting her pants for... <laughs> however long she shot for I'm, I'm guessing a day or she two she sounds like a glass half empty kind of girl <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah I thought she'd be grateful that she was on the show you know yeah I, it's not that she wasn't thankful I think she yeah. just didn't want to fuck it up yeah okay you know and she I didn't. guess it's like a once in a lifetime opportunity yeah. to be on the show yeah, yeah. so yeah. why not so yeah, yeah. Um, and the biggest reason for her nervousness was that Jerry was actually on set so if you watch the scene that she's in she's not uh, I think it's her and maybe George in Monks um, and Jerry's not in the scene, but because in season eight and nine, Jerry had more of a hand in producing. Yeah, he was on set directing and producing. So because he was sort of not acting, he had more of an oversight into her role. Um, you know, and judging her performance. So I think that made her extra nervous. But yeah, it's a cool interview. That's very cool. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll put that up on our socials, huh? Yeah, we will put a link. We always put a link. The last few weeks, we've been putting links to all of our news articles, yeah, which is, yeah. is always good. So, yeah, okay. we'll do that. Great. Second bit of news. The Daily Pennsylvanian, which Ooh. is a... Hello, uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, is a is a... I think it's an online newspaper about Pennsylvania for Pennsylvanians mm. yeah by Pennsylvanians by Pennsylvania <laughs> for Pennsylvanians by Pennsylvanians yeah yep. Philly <laughs> we love you Philly yeah uh, that, that's in Pennsylvania isn't it Philadelphia Philly. Pennsylvania it is yes yeah PP what else is in Pennsylvania I don't know I don't know if you're from don't, Pennsyl- they have, don't they have like a special cuisine in Pennsylvania <sighs> some kind of sandwich I don't know maybe if you're from Pennsylvania what do you have like I know there's some kind of special food okay some iconic dish yeah I forgot what it is I imagine it would be I always think of Pennsylvania because it's up in the northeast of America with like clam chowder and 
sandwiches and like that northeastern. Yeah, yeah, maybe. That kind That's probably of food. what I'm thinking. I thought it was like a sandwich of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm getting some some food mixed up with like Connecticut. I, I don't know. <laughs> Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Chewing tobacco. Yeah. It's funny, in America, you could probably name for at least half the state some sort of dish or type of food that's associated with that state yeah. or the region. But there are some states you're like, mm, I don't even know where it is. You're like, <laughs> you're like Wyoming. Uh, <laughs> cowboys? Yeah. Kentucky. Kentucky. Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Secret herbs and spices. Yeah, the kernel. Yeah. Yeah. Like California. I don't know. Tofu? Yeah, tofu. Hipsters? Yeah, I'm vegan. <laughs> yeah. Bloody hipsters. Fucking hipsters. <laughs> West Coast hipsters. West Coast hipsters. No, we love you, California. Yeah. Yeah. Cali rules. Cali. Cali is great. Cali. Uh, so, the Daily Pennsylvanian, they had an interview, or sorry, an article about a uh, spoken word, or sorry, like a... What am I thinking of? Not mm. a spoken word performance, a talk. Okay, yes. That Jonathan Wolf did. Jonathan Wolf composed the Seinfeld theme. Dum, da, dum, dum, dum. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And he's composed themes for about 75 sitcoms and movies and TV shows and everything. So he's pretty well known, pretty prolific. Um, he talked to Pennsylvanian law students, Penn law students, on uh, February 27. And most of what he talked about was the sort of the intersection between law and entertainment and how he got his start. And he didn't really understand, you know, the legalities and the sort of maze that is Hollywood and trying to make it in such a competitive industry in such a competitive city being L.A. Yeah. Um, you know, so it was mostly dry, boring stuff that you would only be interested in if you care about, you know, entertainment, law or whatever. But, you know, being that he's most well known for, for composing Seinfeld, he did talk about that. Did he um, do the baseline in front of everyone? No, Boom. I didn't. I didn't watch the talk. Oh, I just so this was an article by the Daily Pennsylvanian about the talk. Right. Yep. So we'll put a link up as well. Um, so if you're interested in you know people trying to make it <laughs> in Hollywood from a legal point of view, yeah. pretty dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there for you for you know for your pleasure. Nice. I don't know. <laughs> you know whatever, whatever floats your boat. Whatever floats your boat. No mate. judgment. Yeah, no judgment. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Never at all. Never. <laughs> that's it. That's all the Seinfeld news. That's the news. Yeah, fantastic. Well, yep. I, like I said, I think it will be a short episode, so yeah, uh, let's have a quick break and we'll come back and we're going to talk about male unbonding in particular. Jerry's childhood friend Joel Hornick. <laughs> So, Steve, we're back at season one this week, episode four this time, male unbonding, and what's that? How many season one episodes have we done? The only one that we have left to do is the stock tip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stock tip. Let's leave that for our very last (laughs) episode ever, (laughs) just so it's sort of weighted out. That sounds good. Yeah. (laughs) But when I was thinking about that, I'm like, oh, we've already done 80% of season one. Yeah, yeah. It's not really the same because season one had five episodes. Mm -hmm. Every other season had, what, 20 episodes. Yeah. So, we've done more than four episodes of every other season, so... Oh, well, you know, it's it all relative. Gonna, yeah, it's exactly. It was going to happen eventually. I mean, we've done what? This is our 46th or 47th episode? 46th normal episode. Yeah, normal episode, not including yeah. our bonus content. But, yeah, that's uh, yeah. right. There you go. Yeah. Works out nice. So it's less than 10% of all episodes. Yeah. So what's that? Nine seasons, you know, an average of about five per season. So we're actually below average. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's all we, good. We've got to lift our game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we're doing the stock tip. No, we're not. No, we're not. Just kidding. No, Next week, we've got a really good episode. We will. Up. We'll talk about that at the end. Yeah, we sure will. We'll surprise you. A bit of a plot synopsis about Mail Unbonding, Season 1, Episode 4. First aired in the US on June 14, 1990, written by Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld, Tom Sharones makes his directorial debut mm. on the show. There you go. It's his first one. That he directed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. George tells Jerry about his girlfriend he went out with, and he suspects that she'll leave him because when he went to take out money from his pocket at a play, he accidentally pulled out some fluss. Was it mint? <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't because of that? That what is it? Does he call it a bad boy? Yeah, something like Does that. He, you sure it wasn't because of that bad boy? <laughs> because of that bad boy. Because of his bum bag. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, Jerry has problems with his childhood friend, Joel Hornick, uh, Kevin Dunn, who persists in keeping touch with him. After coercing by George, Jerry breaks up with Joel at Monk's, but Joel bursts into tears. Poor guy. This was... uh, Poor guy. Like, you know, the the over sort of the comedic theme of the episode is can friends break up the same way that, you know, lovers can or romantic people can, romantic couples can. Yeah, I know. And it's like... 
like how do you if you just want to stop seeing these days you can send a text like I've done that in my personal life I just don't want someone to be my friend anymore something's happened or whatever I realize that they're not a good person yeah and you just send a text you say I don't want to be your friend because of this and you know that's fine but what, what about 1990 though yeah, I mean, you don't do have you, those options how do you break up with someone like I mean you can't just dog their calls forever like how do you I don't know like I think Jerry's right like yeah what do I do? I, you know, you sort of have to treat it like a lover. You've well, got to break up thing. with him like a lover. Yeah, well, that's the thing with Joel. He's just so persistent. I mean, yeah. we'll talk about him in a sec, but my goodness. He yeah, just, he's just, a punisher. He is a punisher. <laughs> he's like Banya. Yeah. He's like the Seinfeld Punisher Yeah. Too. Yeah. The, but, oh, no, the OG Punisher <laughs> <laughs> before Banya. <laughs> too bad he's only in one episode. Well, you never see Joel after this episode, so that's maybe right. he just coincidentally befriended Banya. You know, and Banya learned that from him. You know, he was influenced by him. <laughs> and then he entered Seinfeld's life and, you know, sort of like the reincarnation of, of Joel, but in a different form. Sounds about right. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> so after uh, coercing by George, Jerry breaks up with Joel, like I mentioned. Uh, he bursts into tears. Uh, deeply uncomfortable, Jerry assures Joel that he didn't mean it and agrees to take him to a New York Knicks game, despite promising to take George previously. <laughs> I know, terrible, huh? George tells never Jerry... Never dog your mates. No, nah, never. What a dog act. What a dog Anchor act. dog. Anchor dog. What a mutt. What a mutt. <laughs> Fucking mutt. <laughs> His motor was a motor. <laughs> it just came to my mind. What's that from? That's from uh, the subway. When Kramer goes into the, the gambling agency, the betting agency, mm. you know, he's due to go to court. Yeah. And he puts money... You know, he overhears those two guys on the subway. Yeah. And I remember like, the scene. I just can't remember the words. His motor was a motor. You know, they talk about the horse to bet on. Ah, okay. He's like, yeah, his father was something. His mother was a motor. back to me now. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Celine. <laughs> so George tells Jerry that his, go- his girlfriend, rather, no longer wants to see him. And Jerry tells him that he gave Joel both his tickets and asks George to go with him. George decides not to go as he doesn't know him. Later that night, Jerry talks with Elaine about the incident and she jokingly tries to add excuses to Jerry's ever-growing list to use should Joel decide to contact him. (laughs) When Joel meets him there, they come up with more excuses to not go out with him. Joel then gets a newspaper and tries to organise a Knicks game that they can go to in the future. And Jerry realises at this point that no matter what excuse he comes up with, he can never avoid Joel. Yep. Goodness me. He's a wart. He is a wart. Yeah. He's a big, stinky wart. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the time, I don't know if you've ever had a wart, but I have, and I'm oh. just like, you, you rip it off. Yeah. Or, you know, sometimes it sort of is starting to fall off and you pull it off <laughs> and then it just grows back. Like a bandaid. Yeah, exactly. So you call them Joel's. Hornick is a wart. A hornick. It sounds like a disease, like a Hornick's virus. It does. Yeah. yeah it's got Hornick syndrome. Hornick. Yeah. Hornick's wart. <laughs> Hornick's wart. Yeah, it does yeah, sound. Yeah. Actually, that sounds like an old school remedy that you would yeah. get at like an apothecary. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, give so, me some cod liver oil and some uh, Hornick's wart, please. Some tonic. <laughs> some tonic for what ails me. Yeah. Some Hornick's wart, please. In New York, 1855. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going down to the local apothecary. Oh, lovely. Such <laughs> a good word. Apothecary. I'm getting my leg cut off without anesthetic. <laughs> That's okay. They've got, you know, they're stocked up on Hornick's wart. Yeah, I just good bike down on a napkin on set <laughs> sorry no i'm saying you know when you get your leg you know back in the day when they got their leg cut off yeah. they'd have to like bite down on something yeah you know? yeah they'd drink a lot of whiskey i think yeah, and, exactly. you know and use whiskey as anesthetic yeah yeah those were the days those were the days other secondaries include anita wise who's a monk's cafe waitress uh, she's the one who joel asks if there's a real turkey at the back of the restaurant dick. Such a jerk. Yeah, such a jerk, I know. She handles it pretty well. She does. Uh, Frank Piazza as the bank customer and Kimberly Lamar is the bank teller. Just going back to uh, the waitress, uh, it's probably like one of the least surprising things she's ever heard. She's probably heard worse, especially yeah. in New York. Yeah. Probably heard some weird oh, things. Oh, she probably deals with assholes every day. Oh, of course. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. But poor just lady. how like, it's not even just his tone, just how like like the expectation that he she has to go back and like verify what sort of turkey it is. Yeah, I know. It's like just you can you can figure that out yourself. Like gobble gobble gobble. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fucking turkey. Oh, he sure is. Yeah. I can't wait to talk that about That would have been a good yeah. comeback for her. Like, no no, there's no turkey in the back. It's right in front of me, motherfucker. Whoa. Ooh. She'd be my top ten secondaries. Yeah. She pulled if a She did that. Home. Oh yeah. Yeah, that would have been if she didn't marry Kentardi in his in his oh, face. Yeah, just like a thirty second yeah, one, one minute, once off. Yeah, yeah just a huge like ranting monologue about how he's the turkey, you yeah. know. That would have been. Yeah, she would have killed it. Yeah, she would have been the best character in the episode for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She would have put Joel in his place. Oh, but course. then we wouldn't have had an episode. So yeah, I'm exactly. glad she didn't. Yeah, it's probably like a deleted scene or something. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a cool idea if like you know she retaliated and 
didn't didn't uh, deal with his shit. Yeah, that would be nice. Hmm. Patriarchy. So <laughs> I don't know. B- bit of trivia about the episode, Steve. Uh, the, you know, the first episode made. This is the first episode made after the pilot. Yeah. Uh, the title of the series was shortened to Seinfeld to avoid confusion with another sitcom at the time called The Marshall Chronicles. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. What other trivia do you have? Uh, that it was the first episode for with Jonathan Wolf's music, who we talked about yeah, just before in Seinfeld right. News. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, it was the first episode written, which stars the character of Elaine. So in airing order, it's the third because she first turns up in the stakeout. Yes. Um, but because this was the second episode produced um, or filmed, uh, yeah, and she's only in the one scene. And apparently, she wasn't too happy about that. Yeah, she wanted a more uh, starring role. Yeah, but she said that she was quite happy with her performance in the episode. Yep, despite the fact she was in for. A- Five minutes. Yeah. 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 Um, and apparently earlier versions of the script refer to Kramer as Breckman. Breckman, that's right. Breckman. So he's Breckman, got three names. Kessler. And, yeah. Mm. And Kramer. And Kramer. Yep. Kramer. Kramerica Industries. Hmm. Speaking of Kramerica Industries, the first episode to mention Kramerica Industries, and the first time Kramer mentions his make-your-own pizza pie restaurant concept. That's true. Yes. And I would argue, unless I'm forgetting about scenes from the Stakeout and the Stock Tip, episode two and three... Yeah. Uh, I think it's the first time that Kramer is being like, you know, paranoid conspiracy theory because he's on the phone to Joel and, you know, Jerry walks in and Kramer's on the phone and he's like, oh, no, no, they've got a cure for cancer. You know, <laughs> it's all big business. <laughs> it's and, all big pharma. You know, where yeah, he's sort yeah. of ranting on about his conspiracy yeah. theories. I think it's the first scene that shows him as, you know, as that part of Kramer. Well, you definitely see glimpses, especially of George, you know, his paranoid neurotic yeah. self. You kind of see glimpses of that too when he talks about his girlfriend. For sure. You know, so you, it's good how you see like glimpses of what the characters will become. Yeah. You know. When we did um, Good News, Bad News a few weeks ago, one thing that I always like about that episode, yeah. you know, it's a pilot, so it's a bit different every way, uh, anyway, but George is the more competent person. You know, he's the more together person Which in that is episode. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, like the whole episode, Jerry's getting advice from him. Yeah. And his advice is generally true. You know, like it's, you know, it's weird, but it's true. Yeah. You know, but by this episode, you sit, you start to see the neuroticism. <laughs> oh, you sure do. Oh, sort my. of the insecurity and self-loathing come out. Which is good. I'm yeah. glad they made him like that. For sure. Instead of competent. Yeah. You know, the voice of reason. No, thanks. Definitely. The yeah. only other bit of trivia I had was uh, Kevin Dunn, who plays Joel Hornick, who yeah. we'll talk about soon. Mm-hmm. He actually auditioned for the role of George in the episode. That's right. In the yeah. pilot episode. Yeah, he sure yeah. did. Yeah. So obviously they knocked him back and they said, oh, well, you know, we're doing this episode next once the pilot was greenlit. And, uh, yeah, they got him back. I wonder if they intended him to be a regular or a semi-regular character, maybe, you know, like you know, like a Newman or someone who pops up once every season or I two. I think Joel would have outstayed his welcome. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think Unless we basically... I think it was established what he was like, yeah. you know, and, you know, if he try and do the same thing every episode of him trying to hang out with Jerry, yeah. it gets kind of weird. Yeah. It'd be like a weird stalker kind of subplot yeah. through the episode, which would be too weird. That's true. I yeah. could tolerate him, like... You know, every once a season, if you just turned up for a couple of scenes, just to like add something to, you know, like Crazy Joe Devola or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. too much of him is too much, but yeah. he t- he turns up what five times throughout the whole series, mm-hmm. and it's just enough. You That's know, enough. It's, yeah, it's a, in season it's a pinch. four. Yeah, a pinch of Joel would a have pinch. been nice. A pinch. A just pinch a pinch. of Joel. Yeah, a pinch of Hornick's warts. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need. Yes, indeed. And did you know, Stephen, that this is the first and only episode with no the at the start of the title. Now, That's you're true. probably wondering, what about Good News, Bad News? Well, at the time, Good News, Bad News brought, was uh, broadcast. It was known as the Seinfeld Chronicles. That's right. So, technically, this is, in the official canon, this is the only episode without the. Reason being is Jerry Seinfeld was interviewed a few years ago about this, and he mentions that he didn't want the writers to spend hours a week coming up with clever titles yep. for the episodes. I did And he that. says that people won't remember the titles anyway. Yeah. So, that's why, from then on, it became, you know, the something. Yeah. From then on. To me, it was a precursor of Friends idea because, you know, when you're talking about a show with whoever and you can't remember the title of the episode, but you'll say, oh, it's the episode where the the thing happens. And if Mm. you look at the title of Friends episodes, it's literally like the one where, you know, uh, whoever gets, like Rachel gets married to Ross. Yeah. yeah. You know, so they, they sort of took it to its full full self if yeah. you know what I mean because yeah. that's how you refer to episodes when you're talking about them of like course. oh which Seinfeld episode do you like oh the one where Jerry meets Joel or, mm-hmm. you know whatever which would be weird yeah mm. that's right so the fact that it's just the whatever yeah it just is, it triggers your memory it's yeah like, oh, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. soup Nazi the yeah. gum the this the that oh yeah cool exactly makes sense yeah have you seen the alternate ending for this episode 
No. Yes. I didn't know one existed. There is. I actually watched it. Is it on your DVD box sets? It sure is, oh, yes. You it's always a, have a... It's one of the outtakes. One step ahead of me. Exactly. There is an alternate ending to Malum Bonding, which I'm glad they didn't put in. Okay. So in this one, Joel, he's in the apartment, meets Elaine, you mm. know, and Jerry, of course, in the apartment. He uh, sees a Katie Lang tape on Jerry's kitchen bench. Okay. And he wants to borrow it, so he grabs it. Jerry breaks up with Joel once and for all. He says, that's it. I can't do this anymore. Blah, 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 blah. Just because he borrow, wants to borrow the tape. Oh, no. He just he just had enough of him. Okay. He just loses his patience, you know. Right. And, you know, like he says, oh, basically he says in the um in the scene, he tries to coerce Elaine to dating him. Okay. And Elaine leaves the room. Yeah. Elaine leaves the apartment. And then Joel. Joel tries to coerce Elaine. Yeah. She, she goes, oh, was Elaine keen? You know, blah, 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 you know. Okay. And then that, that puts Jerry over the edge. And he goes, that's it. No, I can't do this. Huh. And so Jerry actually breaks up with him. Right. And uh, as Joel walks out of the apartment in a half, he dips his head back in to say that he'll return the tape next week. He'll be like, oh, <laughs> so I'll be back. I'll, I'll return the tape next week. Yeah. Happens with Hornick's Ward. Exactly. He'll come back. Yes. And uh, Frank Piazza, who played the customer at the bank, he returns to Seinfeld in a different role. He'll return in season two's The Stranded. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember that episode, The yeah. Stranded. Stranded. I, I don't know. Yeah. I just remember that's a Living End song. Yeah. <laughs> living in an Australian rock band, famous yep. one. Yeah. That's right. And Frank that's Piazza the- as well. He also appeared in Jake and the Fat Man. Oh, nice. I just wanted to bring that up. Cool. It's a great show. Great show. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's on seven, mate. At like, you know, nine in the morning or something. Really? Yeah. Jake and the Fat Man yeah. is still airing. Do you know The Simpsons is on Channel 7 now? Yeah. Seven, mate? Yeah. Was oh. it last year that, that 10 lost the yeah, licensing deal? But ten, now it's on seven. Whoa, yeah. That's weird. In case you're overseas outside of Australia, 10 has been the show that's shown The Simpsons since... 1990 since At it least. began. Yeah. Yeah, since yeah. it became a, a fully fledged sitcom. Like, yeah. Not yeah. Tracy Ullman days. And uh, one of the other major channels got its licensing from 10. Yeah. And now it's on 7. So it would be in, in America, it's aired on Fox. Yeah. It would be like if it was from Fox and then, you know, everyone, it's synonymous with Fox, but then for whatever reason, it was aired by CBS. Yeah. It's I huge know. or, or be weird. NBC or whatever. It's yeah. like, it just doesn't feel right. No, it doesn't make sense. You know, it, like Seinfeld is also on Channel 10 here in Australia. I oh, know um, it was. It was. It's is on that? seven. Oh, really? Yeah, it's on seven. Seven coming well. in. Jesus. Yeah, I know. Sliding up in those ten DMs. Yeah, but I think seven, mate. They play like the later episodes. I think they play like seven, oh, okay. eight, season, season seven, eight, and nine. I'm they quite probably sure. have different, different um, rights. syndication packages. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I noticed a lot of the older episodes are on Channel Seven. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But anyway, if you're from Australia, what do you think of The Simpsons being on Channel Seven? Yeah, It'd be weird. Four finger discount if you're listening. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I'm sure they've talked about it. I think they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the same show. It just feels off. You're like, mm, I don't know, I don't know. Just just doesn't feel yeah, right. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll adapt. But yeah. anyway, enough about The Simpsons. Seinfeld. Uh, yes. That's the trivia for this week. Uh, what do you reckon, Steve? Quick break and we'll talk about Joel Hornick. Sounds good. You're on Bidwabask, a.k.a. But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. So, <laughs> thanks again for those tickets. But next week, I'm going to take you. How about next Tuesday night? And why don't you come along? Oh, no, no. Tuesday's uh, no good because we've got a choir practice. Right. <laughs> Forgot about choir. Yeah. We're, we're doing that uh, evening of Eastern European national anthems. Right. You know, the wall being down uh, and everything. <laughs> but what about Thursday night? I mean, they're playing the Sonics. Hmm. Thursday is not good because we've got to get to the hospital to see if we qualify as those organ donors. You know, I should really try something like that. You really should. So we're going to talk about Joel Hornick's what? Joel Hornick's what? Yes. We sure will. And uh, before we do, Steve, how about a bit about the actor Kevin Dunn? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Dunn made over 100 appearances in film and TV. He's definitely got one of those faces where I've seen him in, like, many things. Okay. You know, like, I actually forgot he played Joel. I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, when I watched yeah. the episode the other day, I'm like, oh, it's him. He's Joel. I forgot. The The first role that stood out to me, um, I guess because it's a pretty recent movie, relatively speaking, was he played Sam Witwicky's dad in um, two or maybe three of the Three of the Transformer movies. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah crazy huh oh so bad yeah I know so so oh, awful well, you gotta work <laughs> um, so he's known for films uh, Mississippi Burning Ghostbusters 2 Hot Shots hmm. he was in he Hot was Shots a, Hot Shots it? 1 apparently oh I should know that yeah I love Hot Shots not oh, part, part not part deux no I love part deux more yeah. but um, no no he's apparently in the first one I should know that he was also in True Detective yes he was and he's currently in Veep um, which I actually started watching recently. Yeah, you Love said Jody. that through the week. Yeah, so fucking good. Is it good? Yeah. 
Okay. It's funny. It's like a lighthearted satire of yeah. American politics. Right. Yeah. And he recently won the uh, SAG Award for Best Comedy Ensemble for Veep alongside Julia Louis-Dreyfus. What is SAG, Stuart? Uh, Screen Actors Screen, Guild. Screen Actors Guild. But if you watch Team America, it's the Film Actors Guild. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yes. So SAG. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So him and Julia won uh, Best Ensemble Cast for a comedy. Huh. Recently, yeah. When I think Julia was in the last stages of her uh, recovery. When it's they a bit of a roller coaster. Starts with Seinfeld, goes all the way down to Transformers and mm. comes back up with Veep. With Veep, I know. He does well, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, fantastic. Uh, he was also in the films Warrior and Dave. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Joel Hornick, very needy guy. Obviously, Jerry mentions that he you know, he used to go to his house because he had a... What did he, Joel, have? That ping Jerry pong liked? table. Ping pong table, that's right. And Jerry loves ping pong. Yeah, so he grew up three doors down from Jerry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to guess that their families were friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's probably a situation like I had friends in my childhood where, you know, they were the kids of my mum or dad's friends and I didn't like them. Yeah. But because we would go over and visit, you kind of stuck with them for the day. So that's what Joel and Jerry's relationship would have been so. like. Yeah. Even in yeah. childhood, I think Jerry was you know, reluctant to, to have him in his life and that's just continued into adulthood. Yeah. You know, but because their families were probably friends, you know, he can't he can't say, Oh, I'm not gonna play with uh, Joel Mum probably. No, that's <laughs> you're gonna play. Yeah, have forced to. play dates, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing. Oh man. You know. Poor Jerry. Maybe maybe uh Jerry's parents uh were perceptive enough to know that Joel, you know, didn't have any friends or struggled to make friends, so they kind of felt sorry for him and forced Jerry or like you know set it up so that Jerry would be kind of like <laughs> kind of like a kid that feels sorry for him and yeah. he's just like his reluctant friend yeah well I think it was more you know Jerry's folks who were doing it like forcing Jerry to be his friend because they knew that you know he was struggling to make friends you know they felt sorry for him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe maybe yeah kind of like I mean it always comes back to the Simpsons when um when Marge makes Bart go and play with Ralph oh Cause, yeah cause, yeah you know Marge realizes that Ralph's He's Ralph, you know, he doesn't have any friends. Yeah. And then they end up becoming friends, but not in this case. No, not in this case. No. <laughs> no. Jerry's like, I hate you, Joel. No, maybe, I hate maybe you. they just... had a golden age of friendship and then it just, you know, short lived. Yeah, he just played enough ping pong. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm done. Yeah. 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 Once he got over the ping pong table, he's like, no, nah, I'm nah, done. I'm a, it's over. Yeah. Finished. Sorry, Joel. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's fair to say that, uh, you know, even though Jerry is emotionally immature, he's still an adult, you know, he's, he's got a career. Yeah. You know, he, he lives an adult life, more or less. But, you know, Joel seemingly has a job because we first uh, we first meet him in the diner and he's wearing a suit. Well, he, he looks like he's got a suit of, like, a used car salesman. Yeah. You know? I think Some... he's probably, like, you know, the stereotypes of, like, dodgy car salesmen. I think he's, like, maybe a used car salesman. Yeah. That's just the, the vibe I get because, like, even though he's wearing a suit, yeah. he looks very uncouth. Yeah, you know, he's like his ties pulled down and his shirts kind of out, and yep. you know, he's he's not he's not a you know his it's clothes not, aren't like it's straight. Not a, it's not know? a power suit. No, it's just like a cheap suit. Yeah. So he probably does. He's probably like a like a salesman, or insurance salesman, or something. I don't know. True. He's probably yeah. You know, traveling salesman. He's one of those something kind of that's stereotypically a touch dodgy. A touch. I don't think he's like yeah. dodgy, dodgy, but no, he's no. just got a slight dodginess yeah. about him, a dodgy air about him. He's very ignorant too. Like yeah. he just, you know, he'll you'll say something like Jerry says to him, "Oh, I'm thinking of going to Iran for this summer." Yeah, and then the Ayatollah wants to. What is it? Wants to, you know, do a benefit show. Or something yeah, something like that. And then, yeah. and then, and then, oh, no, sorry, Hezbollah. Yeah, Hezbollah, <laughs> Hezbollah. Yeah, and then Joel's just oblivious. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, well, yeah, no, he doesn't care. I do like those things where Jerry's just sort of testing the waters of how much attention he's not paying. Yeah, like, exactly, I'm going to. <laughs> going to Iran and Hezbollah are, you know, putting me up and want yeah. me to do a show. I love how, like, a, a telling thing or a telling part of his personality for Joel mm. is when, you know, he after he stops, you know, crying and then Jerry says, I didn't mean to blah, 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 come to the game and he's all like, oh, yeah, yeah, all well and good. And then he goes, where's that waitress at? Like, he goes back to his old self yep. after he just cried. He's like, oh, where's that waitress? Yeah, any you know? any self-awareness or growth is short-lived. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's momentary. It and wilts. then he just goes back to, yeah, to his ignorant self. Yeah. Yep. I think he's self-aware, though, or maybe enough people have told him, or maybe this has happened before where friends have abandoned him or broken up with him like Jerry. Probably not in such a harsh way, but... You know, I I think he struggled to maintain relationships because he says he's seeing a shrink. Yeah, and Joel makes a good point as well, saying Jerry's one of the only people who he can talk to. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. So and I he th- goes, I tell him all about your show. Go to his show. Yeah. You know, I tell yeah. him all everyone about you. you yeah, know? it's funny. I think I think it's a bit of a duality where he's, um, you know, he's obviously ignorant, 
and just rude. Yeah. But I think on some level he knows that people struggle to be around him because of his behavior. Yeah. And I think he's seeing a shrink to try and change his behavior so maybe people will want to be around him, mm. you know, so that people yeah. don't break up with him or, you know, maybe struggling to find, you know, someone to be like a partner, a lover. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And he's... <laughs> He, but you know, it's it's funny. It sort of shows. He always shows these glimpses of like, like something deeper or better. But then he sort of undoes it. Where he's like, you know, he says he's seeing a shrink, which is you know a sign of self growth or you know wanting to be better or deal with problems or whatever. But then he's like, the shrink also saw Lenny Bruce and Geraldo. Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> you know, like it's he's trying to. He shows signs of maturity, but then he shows signs of insecurity by yeah. bragging about that who is celebrities shrunk. go to yeah, go see like, him. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, like that's yeah. not important. Nah. You know what I mean? He shows these glimmers of hope and then he just sort of undoes it yeah. straight away with the next sentence. That's what I've noticed too. Yeah. But that's what I like about him. Yeah. You know? I just like his kind of two faced, you know, yeah. personality. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he's a he's a punisher and he's so annoying. I, but I, I actually, there's something charming about him. I actually like Joel a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I would. I'm like, oh, Joel. But he I'm grows like, on you. He does. He grows on you yeah, like a wart. I like, like a wart. Like the wart that he is. <laughs> Where's that tonic? He just keeps coming back. <laughs> it's probably just like a dull ache that you have. You just accept it. Yeah. It's just there. You're like, oh, it's not so bad that I want to go to the doctor or spend money or deal with it. <laughs> I'm not having a good time, but, you know, I'll accept it. Yeah, it's just a uh, fact of life. Exactly. Yeah. Joel. <laughs> Joel's just there. Joel Hornick. He's a wart. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. Hornick's wart. Hornick's wart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's trademark that term. Yeah. With um, his conversation with Kramer about conspiracy theories, do you think Kramer initiated that conversation and Joel was into it? Or do you think Joel isn't equal, like he's equally as mm. much of a crackpot when it comes to conspiracy theories? No, I think Kramer instigated it. Okay. And maybe Joel had these kind of thoughts, but he ah. thought, oh, maybe I'm just a bit crazy. True. But he, maybe he's probably found someone who's like him. True. And he's like, oh, there's someone who I can relate to. Actually, I could imagine, yeah. even though Joel is hard to, would hard to be around, I can imagine Kramer, you know, we've talked many times and it's commonly known that he's sort of got the biggest heart out of the core four. Yeah, of course. I can see situations where Kramer would maybe get frustrated with him but still tolerate his presence. Because, you know, we've always mentioned, like, you know, he's got a big heart, but he befriends the strangest people. Yeah. You know, he, he befriends people who most society would just reject. That's right. You know? Yeah. So he, yeah, he befriends the weirdos and the oddballs. and Yeah, and I know. think if he was friends with Kramer, it wouldn't be like a sympathetic or obligatory friendship. I think it would like, be actual friendship. Yeah, like you would be like, I accept you for who you are. And, and, and they'd have something to, to, to talk about, I Yeah, guess. they could yeah. talk for hours about, you know, that cancer is, you know, the cure for cancer exists and it's all being hidden away because of big business. Big business, big it's pharma. It's all big business, big, big pharma. pharma. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. Yes. Um, yeah, so I think overall, like, I really like Joel great character yeah yeah very very well played by kevin dunn uh, yeah I really, really well acted i think like when you mentioned before like would he have been like a you know a secondary character who like a recurring character mm. i think it's fine i think he's i think one episode's enough for him okay i think you know at the end when he says oh have it we meet here we meet here we meet here i think it kind of summarizes him it's right. like no matter what jerry just can't get rid of him yeah and i think it would have been a very tired kind of subplot or an arc True. you know if he if he came back once a, a season and goes hey jerry let's hang out and then jerry's yeah. got to like get rid of him again yeah it's, it'd just but be I mean, like a boring it'd be like a stale theme but you could have evolved yeah. his character maybe you know yeah. where maybe he's not so needy hmm. and clingy yeah i don't know but yeah you're right one episode's enough probably yeah, i think one's enough yeah. yeah but he did well i think yeah no yeah. really good really good yeah. He um you know, it could have gone the other way. I mean, considering he's the really the only secondary character from the episode, if it was a bad performance or badly written uh, or a uh, character, the whole episode would have been a dud. Yeah. One of, of the worst. Of course. Yeah. But it's actually in my opinion the best season 1 episode. Okay. Yeah, out of the 5. Yeah. I think so. Well, we'll see where it sits in your top 10 a bit later. Yeah, we sure will. Last point I wanted to bring up, do you think he knows that he's either really gullible or he just deals with Jerry's constant lies. Do you think he knows on some level that most of the time, if not all the time, Jerry's just making up excuses not to see him? No, nah, I just think he's ignorant. Okay. Nah, he probably, you know, I, I don't think it phases him, actually. I think True. he just, he thinks about himself and he's yep. like, I want to do this, me, me, me. He's probably like, a, he was a sport kid. Okay. That's why he had his own ping pong table. So His parents an, gave him what he wanted. Probably an only child. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. So He didn't have it. Maybe that's why Jerry's parents... 
you know, force Jerry to come over uh, to to bring him over and yeah. play. Like he had yeah. a ping pong table. Yeah. You can't play ping pong on your own. Oh, unless if you, you know, they've got the ones where you fold oh, yeah. them up. That's true. And it's and like one player wall, ping pong, like yeah. Forrest Gump or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But you make sure you don't hit it too hard because then the ball just goes flying. <laughs> that's you right. Know, off the wall. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Damn, I gotta go get it. Yeah. Yeah. I can just imagine a situation where um, you know, Joel's in the background playing ping pong by himself. And uh, Jerry's folks walk by for whatever reason and they just catch a glimpse of him and they feel sorry for him. And the next day they're like, hey, uh, hey, little Jezza, Jerry, J-Man, you know, do you want a new friend? Do you want a new friend? Yeah. Let me just bring a, the ping pong table down. Yeah. And they organize a play date with, um, with Joel and his yeah. folks. Yeah, that could have happened. Yeah. Anything else about Joel? No, that's it, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like him. Yeah, I, I dislike him, but I like him. It's yeah. a weird... It's a it's a weird conundrum. It is. It's a good one to have, too. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, so that's... Uh, I guess that's all the secondaries, I suppose. Probably our shortest secondary summary overall for an episode. Well, not including what's the deals, of course. That's true. Yeah, no, definitely one of our shortest, yeah. Yeah. Well, we we're going to do the episode eventually, so... That's it. Why not? Yep. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, sorry. No, no. What were you going to say? I was going to say, let's just get straight into the top 10. Sure. Yeah, might as well. I mean, we're so close to the end. Yeah. <laughs> For this week. It's going to be a nice short one. Um, Stephen, out of the 37 episodes that we have reviewed, not including What's the Deals, of course, where does the Sniffing Accountant sit? The what? Sniffing. Oh, I'm sorry. Ah, <laughs> oh, Sniffing Accountant. No, no, not Sniffing Accountant. Male <laughs> Unbonding. So I looked at my list and the first one I saw was Sniffing Accountant. Okay. Like, where does the Male Unbonding sit? Where do you think it sits? Uh, I'm going to say in your top 10. No. Top 20. Yep. Where? Number 13. 13. Yeah. Good. So 13 down to 1. Uh, male Unbonding. Number 12 is The Shoes. Number 11 is The Mango. Number 10 is The Subway. 9, The Pie. 8, The Apartment. The Pony Remark. Baby Shower, Top 5, The Stakeout, The Limo, The Sniffing Accountant, The Movie, and The Pen. Nice. Yep. For me, number 15. Okay. Yeah. Pretty close. Very close. So my top 15, uh, Mail Unbonding, 14's The Apartment, uh, 13, The Library, This followed by The Smelly Car, and The Jimmy. Uh, my top 10, uh, The Limo, The Movie, The Sniffing Accountant, The Pony Remark, The Hamptons, The Bizarro Jerry, The Soup Nazi, The Puffy Shirt, The Outing, and my number one, The Mango. Nice. Yeah. My least favourite is The Stakeout. Okay. My least favourite is The Strongbox. Yes. So does Joel... You said you like Joel, which was surprising. He's in my top 20. Okay. Yeah. Number 16. Cool. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Yep. Yep. So he's got some friends. He does. He yep. knocks off uh, Mrs. Hamilton from the Millennium. Right. She's out of my 20 now. Who's who's number 15 and 17 for you? So num- number 15 is Bob and Cedric. Yep. And number 17 is Helena from The Trip, parts one and two. Right. Kramer. Kramer. Hmm. Yes. I think he'd be good friends with Helena because she's sort of desperate for... She's lonely too, you know. I reckon they could get together. Yeah. I know she's a bit of an older lass, but, yeah. you know. Oh, they could still be friends. I was in this production. Yeah. You know, I was... I he, could, he could brag about his shrink. Yeah, and then she can patients. brag about a movie that she did, you know, in like the 40s. She's actually she was, a bit... She's sort of... She's, you know, she's less ignorant, but she's sort of in her own world as well. Yeah, they can get along just fine. Yeah. Maybe Joel's... <laughs> maybe Joel's Helena's long lost son. Oh, my, oh they can't get together then. I, I wasn't suggesting that they should oh. get together. They could just be friends. Okay, yeah. That's you can good. be friends. Yeah, they can play ping pong together. Yeah, people of different genders can be friends, Ivan. Oh, you're assuming my gender? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Uh, is uh, Joel in your 20? No, oh, he's not. I just missed out. Yeah. Oh, surprise. I thought he'd be in like your top 10. No. Mm, no. Okay. He's... I did say before when we are going through Joel, uh, there are parts I like about him, but there's too much for me to dislike. And I've met too many people like this in real life and just has bad memories. So, yeah, yeah. You know, it sort of taints, <laughs> you know, clinger-ons. Clinger-ons, Hanger-oners. Yeah, you just want to cut the cord. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Fair and enough. it makes it harder as well when they're not doing something like overtly horrible, you know, when they're just a bit annoying or they've just got a slightly annoying personality. It's like, I can't find a good reason to just ditch you. But they're just there. Yeah. yeah. I know. Such warts. is life. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody Joel warts. the wart. Joel the wart. Have you got any Seinfeldisms for the week? Yes, I actually have two. Uh, cool. First of all, we went to trivia last week. Yep. We went to George's Bar. Yep. And uh, our trivia name, we actually won trivia. We did. <laughs> yeah, how good is that? The first time ever. I know. Fantastic. And it's funny because like, our live show's coming up and we're going back to George's Bar. Yeah, we won ourselves a $50 bar tab. So. Yeah, I know. So uh, drink for me, drink for Steve, and... Uh, well, I'm not drinking at the moment. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, have, mean, I'll have a lemon lime. Lemon and lime and bitters, yes. Yeah. So whoever wants to turn up to George's bar, if you turn up early, you can be part of our fifty dollar bar tab. Sure. Get you a drink. 
Yeah. How's that? Why not? That'll get people in the door. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Free booze. <laughs> yeah. You can probably buy like four drinks with that, but that's oh, fine. That's all right. Yeah. It's all right. You have like lemon lime 12, 12 people show up. Uh, shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Everyone's getting a third of a drink. <laughs> or everyone's just getting a, um, like a pretzels, which are like yeah. two bucks. <laughs> that's true. We'll just get like two jugs of beer and yeah. everyone can just have like a third of a pot. Yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So we actually won trivia, which was fun. That's so incredible. We were coming second. Yes. And then in the third round. We, we just a, destroyed it. We had a strong third round. We did. And then the team that was winning the first two rounds, they were kicking ass. They not didn't have a uh, they didn't have a strong round and we won by half a point we did half a point 38 and a half points that's right out of 45 I think. yeah yeah we so very good did pretty well this is our fourth time doing Seinfeld trivia or third time doing on- Seinfeld only trivia yeah and one time we did Seinfeld crossed over with the Simpsons that's right and uh, every time we've done it we've improved I think the first time we came 16th or something and then like was it 12th yeah. And then fourth, our trivia with Stacey back in January, That's which right. we talked about. And now first. I know. The next thing is we have to have our own, like we've already won. Well, now we've got we... our own live show. That's true. So that's like, we're doing, well, we already have the podcast of Seinfeld and we've got a live show. That's like the, you know, the apex. You know what the next step is? What's that? If Seinfeld is uh, rebooted or relaunched, we have to be on the show. Oh, we have to. We've got to get <laughs> a camera. extras. Or we run our own trivia. That's true. We can do a trivia night. Yeah. Mm. Maybe... Um, no, that wouldn't work. No? Oh, no, maybe. that wouldn't work. No, I had an idea and I just okay. realized it did, wouldn't work as I was thinking about yes. it. Yes. But anyway, our trivia name was Machu Picchu mm, from Machu the Millennium. Picchu. And this leads into my second Seinfeldism. All right. My partner, Janina, she loves flowers and plants. Yep. So at our house, we've got like a courtyard with all these plants and flowers. It's very nice. She shows me this because she came to trivia with us as well. That's right. Janina. Um, she showed me this plant with these lovely red flowers. And I said, oh, what's this? And she goes, you'll never believe what the name of this plant is. <laughs> Machu Picchu. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. So I thought that's of you. Sick. I was like, Steve yeah. is going to love this. That's pretty good. So it's not called mm, Machu Picchu. but uh, I think it is. Oh. I think I think you should write to the you know to the Australian like botany society or whoever names up whoever names plants and be like uh, I'm not a botanist I don't know anything about plants but, but mm, Machu Picchu yes yeah. I think you should mm, like you know the, the change the Latin name like Mias Machuus Picchus or something like that Picchus Machuus yeah yeah Picchus Machuus yeah something like that Mmus nice yeah so that's a pretty good set of Seinfeldisms yeah nice segue into the second one indeed what's yours Steve so I've got three the first one being trivia which we've talked about yeah the second one uh through the week uh my friend sue i get a lot of pictures from friends who just send me seinfeld stuff or link me and stuff and yeah most of the time it's news articles which we've already talked about so it's rare that i see something that i haven't seen before um but my friend sue thank you sue she sent me a a meme which we actually put on instagram of uh it's a two two caption uh caption two panel meme yeah um, it's just got a picture of a field, just a random field. And in German, it's uh, it says, Das ist ein Feld, which is, this is a field. Yes. yes. And then the next panel down, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's got the same field with a picture of Seinfeld. And uh, it's, instead of Das ist ein Feld, it's Das ist Seinfeld. Das ist Seinfeld, yes. Das ist Seinfeld. With, an, with a younger Jerry. Yeah. How good, have you seen that photo that's been going around the internet mm-hmm. where someone has photoshopped like the Seinfeld characters like Jerry and all that when they were younger with their older selves no. and they look like they're together no oh my god it's amazing you I gotta check to, it out it's on our it. Facebook page okay. we've liked it and shared it so go on our Facebook page and you'll see it it is making the rounds online everyone's losing their shit because hmm. it actually looks like an older Michael Richard that's standing next to his younger self when he was Kramer hmm. and then there's Jerry and George and Elaine yep yeah, I'll Jason Alexander them. almost looks exactly the same as he did yeah. 20 years ago. Just a slightly podgier face. Yeah, but exactly. But yeah. everyone else is like, wow, it's like they're just hanging out. It's like they've done it so like older Jerry has got his arm wrapped around someone, but it's superimposed as younger Jerry. Huh. It's like they're just hanging out. It's like That's cool. That is amazing. Yeah, I'll have to have a look at that. Yeah, check it out. My sure. God, so good. Now, the third Seinfeldism is uh, through the week I was just on a news website, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I came across an American. She's an R&B singer. She's actually pretty good. She's kind of like Kalella, if you're into Kalella, or, okay. you know, Kalani, like modern R&B that kind of sounds 90s-ish, but is modern. Uh, her name is Bosco. Oh, <laughs> nice. Bosco. Oh. And it's actually capitalized, like stylistically, it's capitalized. So it's B-O-S-O, uh, sorry, B-O-S-C-O. Um, you know, and as a pin number, George's pin number is actually capitalized. Bosco, so, yeah, I know. yeah, so it could could be related, or it could be a coincidence. Maybe but, we'll um, find a clip and play it. 
Yeah. Throw in. Yeah. Sorry, a couple of seconds. Yeah. Why don't we close out with a Bosco song? All right. Yeah. If cool. she's happy with it. Yeah. 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 All right. She ain't going to do anything. Nah. What are you going to do? Exactly. A cease and desist letter. Damn it. Damn it. I'd actually be proud of that. I would be too. If I got a cease and desist letter for an obscure and R- obscure R&B singer, relatively speaking, obscure R&B singer telling us not to use a small song sample on a podcast, I'd be like, I would stop doing it. I'd respect her wishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd be proud of that. I'd be like, sweet. Hey, we probably get more listeners. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Free traffic. Indeed. Send them our way, Bosco. Yeah, we love controversy. That's right. Now, some Seinfeldia before we finish off the ep. Yeah. Stephen, you've got the desktop calendar right oh, underneath. I do too. It's, uh, under my, it's under my notes. Yeah. Trying to find it. So, what is today? Today, today is Thursday, the 1st of March. In uh, the Southern Hemisphere, the first day of autumn or fall. That's right. And it's the first day of spring in the uh, Northern Hemisphere. That's right. Mm. Change of season. So, yeah. uh, today's fact. So, Thursday, March the 1st, the Seinfeld curse. Oh, yes. Quote, unquote. So, mm-hmm. well-known well known concept. Supposedly clung to its former stars. Jason Alexander, JLD, and Michael Richards all attempted starring in their own sitcoms after Seinfeld ended, but struck out, all struck out within their first seasons. Yeah. So. And then Julia broke the curse. That's right. With yeah. Veep. Ah, uh, no, New Adventures of Old Christine. Was that a hit, though? Oh, uh, I don't know if it was a hit, but she okay. won an award for it. Okay. But no, I guess Veep was probably the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, I think, of, I think of, like, the Seinfeld curse being broken when there's a show that is, you know, even if it had two or three seasons, if it's not regarded as a good I show... You, I get you, I get you. know. Yep. Okay, so I guess but, Veep yeah. is the first one. Well, Veep yeah. is, you know, it's a, it's a good show. Like, it's a good standalone show. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, semantics, but that's what I view as the true breaking of the Seinfeld curse. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Before we head off, before we sign off, uh, we've got a live show. We sure do. As we mentioned before, at George's Bar, they're located on Johnson Street in Fitzroy, Melbourne, Australia. So we'll be up on the stage. Starts about 6.30pm. It'll be on Sunday, March 18. So free entry. So come on down and uh, you can watch us do a live podcast. And uh, we're going to do a very special episode which one are we doing? So it'll be our 50th episode overall, and uh, we're going to talk about the secondary characters from the contest, the mostly regarded the seminal episode. The seminal episode of Seinfeld, yeah. So we'll be talking about the secondary characters. Yep. Yeah. That's right. So come on down. Uh, like Ivan said, it starts at around 6.30. Um, I think the bar opens in the afternoon, so yeah. if you want to come down beforehand and yeah, have something to eat, yeah. have a have a beer, have a drink, whatever, have a Snickers. Yeah, whatever. Have a Twix. Twix, Twix like I did the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, come on down. So we'll be there, you know, probably a couple of hours earlier, so if you want to come down and say good day and hang out, that'd be sweet. We're always keen to meet people who like what we do. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but if you only want to see us talk... If you want to see us, you know, being on stage, being famous in front of, in front of six people. <laughs> no, it's all right. Yeah. Six more than I expected. That's true. Um, yeah, we kick off around 6.30 p.m. I think it, we'll be talking for about an hour and a half. Thereabouts. And uh, we'll be releasing the podcast as, or the recording as our normal podcast the week after. Yeah. And because it's our 50th episode, that means we won't be doing a what's the deal for that week. No, no, we won't. But we'll be back to normal for our 55th episode, which we are doing. We'll do, we're doing putty. We yeah, we're doing that putty. And week. Stacey's coming back. That's right. Yeah. Cherry. Was it Carrie, Carrie got in touch with us. Yeah, yeah. Last week. Uh, oh no, no, it was Laurie. Laurie, Laurie, shit. From sorry. Uh, from the United States. That's right. One if of you're fans. listening, I'm sorry. That no, Laurie. Sorry, Laurie. Hey, Laurie. <laughs> sorry, Laurie. Yeah, sorry, Laurie. Yes. Yep. So we're going to be doing what's the deal with David Putty? But yeah, our fiftieth, which would be exciting. Really exciting. Indeed. Really looking forward to it. Indeed. So that's it for another week. It uh, is. But I don't want to be a secondary character. If you want to get in touch with us, we're on social media at Bidwabask is our handle. We've got an email address: Bidwabask b i d w b a s c podcast. Uh, at gmail.com uh, we're on iTunes Stitcher Spotify Spotify now yeah review us listen to us rate us yeah please we love we love reviews uh, let us know what you think that's right we've got a website as well bidwabask.com so say hello that would be amazing that would be and next week's episode we're going to be dancing with our thumbs out we're talking about the characters from The Little Kicks love that episode Dude. Elaine was <laughs> dancing. I love Jerry's reaction. Yeah. It's like Elaine danced. I love the scene where um, George <laughs> like just casually pack. brings up, hey, have you ever seen Elaine oh, dance? Yeah. And he's walking away yeah. and he stops, he pauses yeah, in that's shock. Right. And, and he turns around suddenly. It's like Elaine. Two like things that Elaine dancing. can't do, drive and dance. It's true. Yeah. That's true. She's pretty good at most things, but she cannot do those things. Exactly. So I can't wait. That'll be that's a or, fun episode. Or have a healthily, healthy, emotionally mature relationship with a person. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that'll be fun. A little kicks. Yeah. Can't wait. It'll be a kick. It sure will. Cool. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. Catch you next week. Catch ya.